This is episode 13 of season six of the Runner Girls podcast. On today's show, we will be talking about what's next for Runner Girls podcast. Hi, I'm Sue. And I'm Megan. And this is season six of Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. Yes, and somehow managed to get through that intro despite us stepping all over each other and having <laughs> audio issues. <laughs> How are you doing, Megan? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm much better this weekend than I was last weekend when we were originally planning to record this episode. So I'm sorry to everybody. I know these episodes have been coming out pretty late recently, and much of that is my fault. So very sorry, but I was in no condition to record last weekend. I was having some emotional issues, and I just didn't want to be crying throughout the last episode of the season. Oh, spoiler, by the way. (laughs) There's not a lot going left in this season for us, is there? Mm, no, we're kind of limbo. Yeah, but there are things, so we'll get to that. Um, so how are things going with school? I had a good week this week at school. I did take a mental health day on Tuesday where I just took a sub day. And I was like, I'm not coming in. And, then, you know, I stayed at home. I slept till noon and then I did grad school work. <laughs> So sleeping was really good, and it just made me feel better about my job and everything. So it went great. Good. And how's grad school going? Oh, my gosh. It's so much writing, and I'm bored with it. That sounds weird. I shouldn't say that. It's interesting, but it's also a lot more time-consuming than I thought it would be. And some of these assignments we have to do, I'm just like, really? Why? This is ridiculous. But it's nice, like, doing the research part of it. When do you go to grad school? Or do you not go? I, mine's online only. It's oh, all online. Nice. So I feel like that's why there's a whole lot more involved sometimes. Because, like, this paper we're writing is, I've done two sections of it. Well, one was like an annotated bibliography, and then this section I just did was 13 pages. And then I have two more sections due before December. So that's a big paper. Yes, and we've broken it up in sections at least. But it's just time-consuming, and then my brain doesn't want to work after working Mm -hmm. and to think about writing. And my other one is a research, like, statistics class. I don't know if this helps at all, but... I'm planning to be writing again some more. I do the um, NaNoWriMo, the National Novel Writing Month in November. And it's basically like, mm-hmm. I don't even know what the limit is. Like there's there's some arbitrary amount of words you're supposed to write for the month. It's it's basically to jumpstart novel writing. And I, I'm like 30,000 words into my, <laughs> into my book at this point, but I feel like there's no end in sight. Um, but basically what I do is just sit down and write for 30 minutes a day in the mor- like first thing in the morning like after i have my coffee i write for 30 minutes and whatever i get out is what i get out and that's it but you make so much progress in just that short amount of time and then like you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the day so i don't know if that helps you or if that cuts into any other time i need to set aside some time like 
Friday night, I just went to Starbucks for three hours, I think, and did stuff. So it's like I have to do research too. And so getting my brain wrapped around, like finding all the articles and then reading those and then writing about them is sometimes I'll start like doing my article research and then that's all I get through because it's so time intensive. And then, so I don't get to writing and then I have to reread the articles when I go back to write. And really, I just need to not put stuff off till the end. Yeah. So I've got three weeks till my next section and I'm going to do better at it. (laughs) All right. Well, good luck. Story of my life. Don't procrastinate. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I was just thinking, I'm so glad I'm not in school anymore. And it's like, wait, I am going back to school. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, unfortunately, I think I got my writing credits out of the way. But, I, you know, I'm I'm not in grad school. So I'm, it's completely different. I just have, like, core writing classes. But, yeah, I'm, um, I'm doing good right now. School doesn't start until... I think October 30th or something, but I don't, I don't even think I'm going to be able to start this term because, um, I financially, it's all messed up because of our taxes, which are all messed up. When we got married, everything got messed up. So, um, I might be putting it off until next year, but we'll see. Um, it's going to get worked out. It has to get worked out because Ethan needs to apply to colleges too. It's one thing if I can't go back to school, but if Ethan can't go to school, there's going to be hell to pay. So it's getting worked out. It's just going to take a little time. <laughs> so, um, so things are good here. I've been working a lot, almost 40 hours a week at the restaurant, which is good. Um, I really like it. I really, really like the money. I'm making like mm, three times as much as I made at my last waitressing job. Um, And it's funny because it's like you come into work and then they just hand you a pile of cash from the night before. And it's like, ooh, this is fun. I'll keep doing this. Um, it's, It's very busy. It's very hectic. It gets stressful, but I like it. Because it's so busy, the time goes by so quickly. So before you know it, it's, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night and you're setting up for the next day and then leaving with your pile of cash. So, um, so yeah, I like it. Um, but it's, it's definitely changed my lifestyle in that I'm obviously going to bed later, sleeping later. My running has changed. We talked about that a little bit on the last episode that I, uh, I'm not doing loco not doing the trail race that is this weekend and I haven't really been running very much um kind of taking a mental break and physical break from it so I kind of don't know what to do with myself during the days now um but I like that I have my days free so uh so Jeff and I have been spending a lot of quality time together and things are pretty good so it's I still kind of feel like I'm in limbo, but at least I have that security of the job and I, I'm still working on clearance for the passport job because this waitressing job, um, they, they might actually close down for three months during the winter. So I'm going to need something else. So it's like, man, I really like this job and I want to keep doing it. But on the other hand, like it's not it's not stable enough because I'm not going to have it for a little bit during the winter. When spring rolls around, it's going to be great again, but I need to do something in the meantime, so... So anyway, that's where I'm at, and I am super eager to talk to you about our running because things have changed quite a bit. So are you ready to move along and talk about training? Yeah. Okay. So, Megan, what have you been up to? I know I've seen 
you have been posting some runs on Strava. It looks like you've been getting out there. I have. I've been running. Yay. It feels so good to say that. The easiest way to get you to run is for me to just stop running. <laughs> I don't know what it is about that either because it's not, it never happens on purpose. It's not like, oh, Sue's not running. Let me run. <laughs> it just tends to happen. But, but um, I've run five times in the last two weeks. Nice. So I ran, I know last Wednesday I did three miles, just super easy with, as my first run back. And I had to walk a little bit, but I was okay with that. Yeah. And then I ran five miles on Saturday. Nice. And I ended up doing some run walk bowls just with somebody I ended up running with. She was doing 0.4 run and one minute walk. Mm-hmm. But we skipped a couple of the one-minute walks because we either missed them or we were running downhill during one of them. So it was not overly consistent. We just kind of, okay. She's running Marine Corps Marathon tomorrow, too. So I hope she does okay. And then I ran Tuesday night. I just got out and ran kind of around my apartment. I did three miles again in that nice. It was ended up being fast. I tried to make it slow, and it wasn't, but that's okay. And then I ran three miles easy on Wednesday, and then I ran walked about five and a half miles today. One of um, Karen, who I trained for all my marathon with all last summer, mm-hmm. she's recovering from a stress fracture in her foot, and she's training. So we, I ended up seeing her for the first time in a while, and we ran the first two miles together. And then walked two miles or three miles and then ran a half mile. Nice. Basically, when her foot started hurting, we quit running and started walking and just talked. And because I'm not training for anything, I didn't feel guilty. It's cool. We'll just, it's fine. I don't care. I don't have any expectations. I'm just here to be here. Yeah. And that was really nice, too, because there was no guilt. Like, I didn't feel bad. Oh, I'm training. I'm supposed to get these many miles in or whatever. Nope. It was chilly this morning, too. We're getting some of our cooler weather. We've been in the 40s. We had a couple. We had one morning in the high 30s last week. And now we're back in the 60s and 70s as our highs and lows in the 40s. So fall is officially here. It's kind of like that for us, too. Like, some days it's, it's cool. Like, it actually feels like fall. But even then, like, it still gets up to, like, 60. And then other days, it's just like, oh, it's still summer. It's still, like, 75 degrees. <laughs> and it's it's just ridiculous at this point. Like, it, it's almost Halloween. We should be freezing by now. <laughs> so. Yeah. We have this weekend, we're almost to 80 we have Saturday and Sunday are 78, and then we're in the low 70s, 50s, and 60s. So we're still all over the place. It's weird. It's weird. But great job on all that running. That's awesome. And, oh, I meant to ask you, how is your knee doing? Good. Whatever it was is, like, completely gone. So if it was patellar tinnitus that I somehow got, I don't know, not running. By not running much? Yes. <laughs> the only thing I can think, because it was in my right knee, and this is going to sound ridiculous but it kind of makes sense is I've been driving so much more because I went from six miles drive 
one way to work to 35 miles one way to work is because it's in my right foot if I somehow are using was using the muscles right below my knee driving more and got it that way yeah like maybe your um like some of those muscles are like tensed up more than they're used to being yes you know oh yeah that that's actually that makes a lot of sense so that was the only thing I could think of with it being my right knee which has never bothered me before and the way you have to bend your knee while driving so I was like okay I just stayed off it for those couple of weeks and now it's fine Awesome. Well, I'm really glad to hear that that didn't turn into anything serious because it did sound kind of painful and scary. Yes. <laughs> so what do you have coming up? Um, you're just going to keep running kind of whenever until you're ready to start your training for your spring marathon? Yeah, I'm going to try to go to four runs next week. So I did two runs last week, three this week, and I'll try to go to four runs next week and maybe increase distance. But what I'll probably do for next week is just make sure I get the four runs in. And that's how mm-hmm. I've been increasing to come back. Trying to take stuff easy. I'm not doing any official speed work right now because I took so long off. And I'm just getting out there. I'll probably just have shorter three-mile runs and then a longer run. Well, Saturday, maybe I'll do that 5K. And then so... We were talking about that before we went on the on the show tonight. So do you want to talk about the 5K? Yeah, because I looked it up and there were only 10 people registered for it. Wait, total? Yeah. Wow. So I don't know if there's actually going to be a 5K because how can you do a 5K with 10 people? You could be like first or second place like me. <laughs> I could be with 10 people. I have no proof of that, by the way. They never posted any results. They never published. They were going to have um, my picture in the paper. That never happens. I can't find any trace, any evidence of it online. Like the one time where I actually placed in a race and there's no proof. <laughs> anyway. That's how it always goes. So um, there's a 5K in my hometown. It got moved from two weeks ago. It was supposed to be October 7th and something happened. So... I think that's why there's not as many people registered or something, but it's part of the race series. I started back in April where I came in second in my age group and yeah. So if it's part of the series, they probably won't cancel it then. Yeah, but I, it can't be worth it to have 10 people running. Yeah, I don't know. Because I went to the race run sign up where it is and it says, look up participants and it says 10 total registered people. Maybe there'll be a lot of race day registration. I can't even find There's no information available about this 5K. So I'm kind of like, what? Because I looked to see if there was race day registration because that's what I want to do. Right. <laughs> because I don't want to register. There should or, at least be an email address, somebody you can contact for it. To like to find I should out do that. that. Like, double check. See, this yeah. is... And this is the fifth year this 5K has gone on. So it's not like a first year 5K. Right. But because I went to find a participant and there are 10 people and nobody in my age group. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. There's two people who are 18 and then 37 and up. So you could just jog it and like get win your age group. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I could. And that's... <laughs> What got me thinking about it is the previous person who, in the last series race, who won the 20 to 29 age group came in in like 38 minutes. And so 
I looked at that and I had considered doing that race. And I was like, oh, I'm not really sure. Whatever. It's really hilly. I don't feel like it. So I just mm-hmm. kind of blew it off. And then I saw that I could have won my age group. I was like, I should have done that. Mm-hmm. I could definitely do 38 minutes, even not running like I am now. Mm. So we'll see. All right. Well, that's cool. And so when do you actually, um, when do you start your training for the spring? If I decide to do my marathon, which I still have not officially signed up for or anything yet, uh-huh. it would start November 12th Oh, okay. or November 13th, that Monday. Yeah. So you have time to, to decide that. That's cool. Yeah. And I could start training for it anyway and then see that didn't go very well with me this first time, but I just, <sighs> there's no one saying that you have to go and run another marathon. I know. know? And that's why I kind of like, "Mm," but I like running in the spring. So, but it's more, I really like this half marathon that they do. Yeah. So I feel bad because I really still want to run the half because it's where I PR'd last year before Cincinnati. So maybe I train for a sub two. Could I do that? Am I trained Mm -hmm. enough right now? But that would give me 18 weeks to go for a sub two. better (laughs) not. See, these are the thoughts I'm having. Like, what do I want to train for? Do I care? What do I want to do? But I know a couple of people who are running the full. Do they give you the option of downgrading to the half if you sign up for the full? Yes and no. They technically do, but because the half always sells out, you don't ever really get to do it because the half sells out. I mean, theoretically on the day, you could just stop at the half point, right? No. No? Because the way the marathon is, half marathoners go left and marathoners go right for an out and back. So I would be like, there's no turn off or anything where I could go. Well, I mean, I could go and just turn left instead of turn right. What do you really want to do? Like, do you want to, to run another marathon or do you want to go for a faster half? Like, what do you, I don't know. I like both of those ideas. That's what I'm kind of having. I don't think I want to train for, well, I've got, I deferred my marathon to next November anyway. Mm-hmm. So I've got to do that. You don't have to. (laughs) That's true, too. But I like running in the winter. Yeah. So. So what I would say is you could do, I mean, theoretically, if you want to do both, you can do both. I PR my half marathons while I'm marathon training or immediately after. I think marathon training is a great way to really be good for the half distance because half distance is a piece of cake when you're marathon training. It's just a matter of do you really want to put in the work to do a marathon or um, if if you don't get the work in, suffer through a marathon? <laughs> so, you know, you I it's, a marathon is something where you have to really want it to do it. And I think we both learned that <laughs> this year. Like, mm-hmm. I, had my training gone better, I definitely would have done loco. Like, the only reason I didn't was because my health was shitty and I, I wasn't able to get through my runs at all. But... If I really wanted that race, I would have gone and done it anyway because I wasn't injured. Like, I wasn't broken. I I didn't have a stress fracture. I could have gotten through it. But at the same time, like, I just didn't want it bad enough to suffer for it. You know what I mean? Yep. I know, you know, my mental health has not, was not great for most of the summer. And so that's what affected me. I didn't want it 
bad enough to work through that and everything. I just was like, okay, it's fine. So I understand. That's how I've kind of been feeling. I was very ambivalent. So I guess we just need some kind of like, I don't know, there needs to be some kind of carrot, something that makes you really want it. Yes. I don't know if it's like, like for the 5k, for example, the the possibility of getting a prize, <laughs> that's a pretty good carrot <laughs> to go out and do this 5k yes. that you wouldn't have done otherwise. So you just need to have something that really does motivate you. So yeah, I'll be interested to see what you end up deciding, what you end up doing. I think you're you're probably going to be running a lot more lately just because I'm not. <laughs> so I'm kind of <laughs> jealous and I don't want you to be like... I mean, I, w- I want the best for you, but at the same time, like, wait for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh. You're going to get, you're doing all this strength training, though, and that's going to make you so much faster. Oh, yeah. So all these people who lift weights, they, like, never run. They hate cardio, and they go out there and do these, like, stupid eight-minute miles, and I get mad at them. I'm like, you hate running, and all you do is lift weights, and look at you. You just ran, like, an eight minute per mile 5k shut up i think it i think you're right in that it could make me faster at shorter distances but as far as you know half marathons and marathons go i don't know yeah we'll see so i might as well talk about what i've been doing after Rockfest, i took two weeks completely off pretty much doing nothing. Uh, I was, I, you know, working the new job, adjusting to my new sleep schedule, just letting my, just giving myself a break. I didn't do any running or I don't think I really did any cross training. I was adjusting to being back on keto and um, knowing that I'm going through this keto adaptation, I wasn't in any hurry to run again. So I, I pretty much decided I was going to do roughly six weeks off from running which in the meat since then I've modified. <laughs> so I am allowing myself to run if I really want to, but I'm really not. So I have done a couple runs on the treadmill at the gym, just like a mile, really easy, you know, like 13, 14 minute miles, just to help like the adaptation process, because I didn't really want to go for distance. Um, I did think about doing some runs outside, but I just, I still want to give myself the break. So I just, I'm not, and I'm focusing on other things. You know, you mentioned the strength training. That's something that I started last week. So I've been doing strong lifts five by five, which is, um, it's the reason why I like it is it's a super simple program to follow as far as weightlifting goes, you know, heavy weights, barbells, you know, right now, basically you start out with an empty bar which is like a 45 pound Olympic bar. It's not, um, it's not bad, but you got to start out with the bar and for some of the lifts, like, oh yeah, I don't want to lift more than this right now (laughs) because I'm a total beginner. Um, but I have kept, you know, I've, I've kept in pretty good shape doing some of my body weight workouts, you know, my, the pushups and pull-ups and all of that stuff. So I don't feel like I'm a total noob, but I'm pretty much a noob. (laughs) Um, so I've, I'm working out with minimal weight right now, but it's just five simple exercises. It's uh, squats, deadlifts, barbell rows, overhead press, and bench press. And you only do three of the exercises on each day, and you only work out three times 
per week. So it's a really, really simple basic program, but because they're what they call compound lifts, they kind of target many muscles, like your whole body for for several of the exercises. So you're kind of getting an all-over workout when you're only doing three exercises each day. So that's what I love about it. It's really simple. Um, I also like love the idea of getting stronger. On the last episode, I talked about how one of the things that I think was a big issue at Rockfest is that I'd lost strength, particularly my quads and my hamstrings. Um, my calves are still pretty good, but, but I think just because I hadn't been doing um, a lot of hilly runs. One of the reasons I was having trouble on the loco course was that was the only hilly running that I did, and I only did it twice. So I feel like I lost strength in my legs over the long runs. And so I, w- I definitely want to build up some strength. I want to get some, just, I, I want to be fit. I want to be able to be strong. And I feel like I'm like skinny fat, you know. Um, one of the things I did well this year, which was one of my goals, was maintain my weight. So I'd gotten down to a weight that I considered to be decent for me for racing. And so I had just been focusing all this year on not putting on a ton of weight while marathon training. I didn't, you know, I wasn't counting calories or anything, but I was aware of what I was eating, which was mostly crap, but but not overdoing it. And the intermittent fasting helped a lot too, so that I could eat pretty much what I wanted within a specific window. Um, and so I kept my weight pretty stable this year, but I did lose some strength. I did lose some fitness. And towards the end, when I, I think I wasn't doing the hill workouts anymore, I'd lost some muscle and some weight. So now I want to kind of build that back up a little bit. Now that I'm, I feel like I don't want to lose weight, which is, it's different to be on keto without the goal of weight loss because it's an unexpected, not unexpected side effect, but it's like I'm trying to eat a lot of calories, but the weight's still dropping off. So I'm finding that I'm eating a lot more, which is fun. (laughs) Um, I like eating. So it's pretty cool to be eating a lot of protein, eating a lot of fat, enjoying what I'm eating, working out a lot, and not not counting very much because I'm not trying to lose. I do need to be careful about overeating because I don't want to gain fat in addition to the muscle. It kind of they kind of go together. It's kind of hard to avoid gaining any fat, but I just kind of need to to do it slowly. So I'm, I'm kind of doing a recomp, I guess. You know, if I'm, if I notice that the scale's going up too much, then I'll probably dial back on, you know, all the bacon. (laughs) Or, you know, if it's getting low, then I'll eat more bacon or more cheese, which I had cut out dairy because of the bronchitis. So, so yeah, so I'm playing around with, um, weightlifting and not running, I'm doing a lot of um, cross training. I'm trying to get, I still have that mileage goal for the year. I'm at about 1,100 miles right now and I was going for 1,500. So I think it'll be tough to get in the last 400 when I'm not training for a race. So, and especially because I don't want to do a lot of cardio because I don't want to lose weight. Um, That complicates things a little bit too. So um, I find the bike is the most efficient method because I can do more miles in a short amount of time on the bike and I can easily eat back those calories and it's different it's definitely a different frame of mind than I'm used to but I'm I'm enjoying it and I'm feeling good and I'm excited about it I went out and bought like weights yesterday to have in my living room (laughs) I'm still going to go to the gym to do my strong lifts program but because there are like 
there are specific glute exercises that I don't really want to do at Planet Fitness, like glute bridges and hip thrusts. I don't really want to do in front of other people. So, um, so I brought a barbell and some weights, and I'm doing those in my living room so that I can. I wanna. I wanna butt. <laughs> I have like. I'm like flat. Flat in front and flat in back. And I'm like, at least if I can amp up the back, that'll be something. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so that's where I'm at. My plan going forward, I feel like I'm still in a keto adaptation phase. Although the running on the treadmill has felt great. Like I said, it was really easy and really slowly. So, um, definitely burning fat there, but I'm, I'm going to keep up with the weights and the cross training. I'll probably do some easy running here or there, but I'm not really going to think about getting back into a regular routine until... December sometime and then I'll be thinking about getting back into training for the spring because um, I am registered for Sugarloaf Marathon which is May 21st so I'm definitely definitely want to be strong for that it's hilly it's downhill it's going to beat up my quads so I think the weightlifting will help with that and it'll be good I don't really want to think too much about racing in the meantime you know I really wanted to to do sub two and a half this fall. And I, I felt like I was on the verge of it and then just everything went to crap. So, um, so I'm trying not to think about running too much because it makes me sad to think that, oh, I got to start all over. It's not really starting all over. You know, I couldn't have lost all my fitness, but will I have by the time I come back to running? I don't know. It'll come back though. So yeah, so that's where I'm at. I'm feeling good and I am ready to talk about what is next for the podcast. Do you want to move along and talk about that? Yeah. So as our running goes through ups and downs, it kind of affects the podcast a bit. We generally take a, a hiatus at around this time of the year, November, December, because of the holidays and we're not doing a lot of races where we tend to be recovering from races and there's travel going on. And so we usually take a break around that time. And I, I have a hard time, not a hard time. I just don't want to come on a podcast and talk about the fact that I'm not running when I'm not running. So I always kind of want to, when I take my breaks that I tend to take between big training cycles, I always kind of want to take a break from the podcast because it's like, hi, we're here again. We're not running. <laughs> what do we talk about? And so because we we kind of ended our fall training cycles, it, it feels like now's the time to start our break because, I, well, I, I wasn't running or I was planning on not running, but you are running now. So it, it kind of affects things a little bit that you're running, but you're not training for anything. No, I'm just running because I like to, I think. <laughs> it's funny, after five years, we don't even know if we really like running. <laughs> yeah, I do, and then some days I'm like, meh, it's cool. Yeah. I like running. It's just been hard for me lately, so I haven't, you know, it's, I have, a like, sort of a, I don't know what to do, like, I want to enjoy myself and every run sucks right now. So, um, so it makes it hard to enjoy it. Even, you know, even when I'm taking it easy. So yeah, so now is break time, essentially. 
Um, but the reason why we're having this kind of discussion about where we're going to go with the podcast is because after last season, when Katie said she really didn't have time to do it anymore and wasn't really running, I was kind of like reevaluating everything of do we even have a show anymore and what's the show going to be? And so when we were focusing on this season and you were going to be training for a marathon, we were both training for marathons and we were going through the whole coaching thing, um, that kind of brought a new element to the show. And then after that ended, I was like, well, now what? (laughs) Because I just felt like we kind of covered everything. And I know we haven't covered everything. There are There are plenty of running podcasts that have been going for years and still find new material to talk about and whatnot, but I just feel like I don't really have the same ambition for it anymore. Do you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. I guess part of that comes from my lack of running and that I don't really want to do the podcast when I'm not running or training, but the other issue is like, I feel like we have, we have this audience and we have this obligation to them, you know, and like people are always like wanting us to, to keep recording and like asking us when the next show is and they don't like it when changes happen. Like people telling us how much they miss Katie, like, yeah, we wish she were here. Um, we miss her too. (laughs) Um, so I, I agree on that, but it's just like, I don't want to keep doing something because I have to just because there's an obligation to other people like I started it because I just loved running and wanted to talk about it and right now like I don't really want to talk about it and more than that like I don't really want to do all the work right now because I just I it's work like it just feels like a job to do the editing and all that so I was like I don't know if I want to do the show anymore and I sent you an email about it and didn't hear anything back and I was like oh god Megan hates me. <laughs> I feel like I'm breaking up with you. You know, it's like when Katie left, it's like she's breaking up with us. Yes, that's kind of what it feels like. But it's not. It's not you. Like, if we could just get together and talk every week and somebody else could do all the work and somebody else could, like, plan out the show, just be the boss for a little bit, that would be great. But it, it's also, like, it just felt like we, like the show would run its course, you know, so I was like, I don't really, I don't really know what to do with it anymore. Like, I feel like it should have a direction and it doesn't really have a direction. And I don't want to, I don't want to think of a direction, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, uh, it's frustrating because I, because I love the listeners and I love you and I love running, but I'm just like, yeah, back me up here, Megan. No, I get it because I just like talking to you and I'm lucky in that I don't have to deal with all the extra stuff that goes along with the podcast because that's always been your job. (laughs) And I would take it – no, I lie. I wish I had the time or the skills to take it off your hands, but I don't. I would not have time for that and I don't know how to do it. So I I get it because sometimes for me with work, it's enough to like, oh, I got to talk to Sue. And not that it's anything, you know, about talking to you. It's just another obligation. Yes. It feels like something else I have to do Yeah, in my pile of things that is already too much. Yep. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like once we're talking like, oh, I'm glad that we get to talk every week. Totally. But at the same time, it's like, oh, I got to record tonight. <laughs> it's just, it's just another thing I got to do instead of relaxing. Yes. Or doing whatever I want or. Yeah. Yep. I get it. So that's 
listeners, that's where we're at. It's not because we don't like our listeners. It's not because of anything else. I think we're both just worn out from life. Yeah, I don't feel like I'm I'm worn out from life. (laughs) I feel like that's kind of a maybe that's you. (laughs) Yes, Um, I'm worn out from life. (laughs) I am. (laughs) So, so we started talking about it. And I feel like you and I both came up with the same idea separately and that we don't want to stop completely, but we're not going to go forward in the same manner that we have been. So the thing that I like most about the show and the reason I started doing it was to just talk about our running and our races. And so I think that's what we really want to focus on is our training and our race recaps. And instead of coming up with content every week as far as, you know, specifics in marathon training or nutrition or whatever it is that we we talk about, you know, as our weekly topic, instead of having to come up with any of that, if we could just focus on our training and our races when we're doing them, I feel like that's still like the, the heart of the show. And it's less, it's less work because we don't have to prepare anything ahead of time. We can still have guests on, you know, yep. whenever, whenever Katie wants to join us, you know, we've reached out to her and we'd always love to have her, have her on too. So, um, so I think what we're going to do is we are going to record when we have race recaps. So Obviously, we don't have any major races coming up. We're going to take our winter break, and then we are going to come back, whether it's December, January, whenever we're ready to talk about running again, we are coming back, and we're just going to focus on our races. So it it probably won't be a weekly show anymore. In fact, it almost certainly will not be a weekly show anymore because just the the because of the work that goes into it it'll probably be we're thinking probably like once a month we'll get together and we'll talk about the races that we did that month and some months like January there may not be much to talk about so we may not record at all so there's going to be a huge gap in shows it's hard to like for me to like say that like oh we're you know we're already pretty inconsistent in our recording well guess what it's going to get way worse but it's still going to be race recaps and our training and talking about running, but in a way less obligatory manner, I guess, if that, yes. if that makes sense. So what do you think? I am excited for it. Am I sad? Yeah, because, you know, it's over five years later of almost weekly recording with just a, you know, few months break in between. But also, it's nice, too, because it will feel less obligatory. So it won't feel like it's something we have to do. It'll be something we want to do. Right. And then that'll make it better. Like, finally, we get to record and talk about what we've been doing. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Instead of, uh, we have to talk about what we've... And it'll be less stressful, I guess, you know, if we haven't been running. If we miss a week of running, it won't be as bad. Right. Instead of recording what's going on leading up to the races, it'll be recapping the races that we're doing. So it's like, oh, here's what I've been up to. Here's what happened. Instead of, oh, I I don't know what the hell's going to (laughs) happen. You know? (laughs) Yeah. 
So I like that. I think it's going to be good. And um, hopefully the listeners hang in there with us because we're not we're not going anywhere. It's not going to be every week anymore. It's not going to be as consistent as it was. But, you know, we, we still we love running. I love running. <laughs> I plan to enjoy it again someday. <laughs> and I plan to continue talking about it as long as people want to hear me talk about it. So, <laughs> yeah. How did... Oh, it's not yet. Okay, never mind. What? I was going to ask how Michelle did at the race, but it hasn't happened yet, right? Are you talking about um, the marathon? Yes. Okay, so that's Amy. Amy, Amy. Yeah. Yeah, no, she's... um. I think she's going to do it. <laughs> I I don't think she's had a double-digit long run since I last ran with her. Oh. But she has been running, and she's been getting in some longer runs, like 9, 10 mile. No, 9. I think 9. Um, and she's going to do it, and I'm going to be there cheering her on. So she's been getting out there consistently. You know, I'd say at least three or four times a week. So that's good. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to go to, like, I, you know, I tried to tell, I told her like a couple weeks ago, like, oh, you should get in one more, like, really good long run, like, long run. <laughs> um, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And the last one I saw her posted for her last long run was nine miles. So um, I think she's going to be fine. I just hope that she can keep herself from running too fast too early in the race so that she has something left at the end when she reaches those later miles that she's she may not be prepared for so as easily as she can take it in the first half you know she'll be she'll be good she's she's always been like someone who doesn't do a lot of longer distance and then like when we get together she'll run 16 miles with me so she's kind of like you in that way you know like she can she can go the distance when she mm-hmm. needs to. Like me, I have to work up to. I cannot. <laughs> I can't. I don't know why it's different, but maybe I'm just um, running too fast or whatever. But no, I'm not. I don't think so. I go pretty easy on myself. <laughs> so yeah. So we'll talk about that too next time, if I remember. Next time we record, but I might ask. If I remember, I'm super excited for her that she's doing it and I, I can't wait to be there for her, you know, and I was thinking like, you know, that tiny, that tiny little part of me that says, oh, Sue, go try that 15 mile trail race tomorrow. That tiny little part of me that makes me do stupid things um, says, yeah, you can go do that. And then if it goes well, then you can go do loco. <laughs> but I just tell her to shut up. <laughs> Because, yeah, I probably could. Do, uh, tomorrow I probably won't because um, it just doesn't work out for me timing-wise with work because I have to be at work at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and the race is in Massachusetts. So, uh, not Massachusetts, in, in New Hampshire, like close to Massachusetts. It's it's going to be a, like a t- one and a half, two-hour drive for me. So, like, logistically, it would just, maybe I could pull it off, but it would be a nightmare and I'd be under pressure to run in a specific time. And then hurry back immediately after the race. And so I'm not going to do it. And because I'm not going to do it, there's no chance of me doing anything at Loco. If, like, for whatever reason, my boss gave me tomorrow night off, then I would probably go out and see what I could do just because why not? Like, I have nothing to lose right now. And if that happened, 
and like it went well, then I'd be like, yeah, I'll at least go for half at Loco. See, these are the scenarios I play in my head because I'm like, I'm super, what do you call it? Indecisive. I, I can never fully commit whether I'm in on something or not. So. See, and I like how you do it. You sign up for races and then later decide if you're going to run them. And <laughs> when I'm indecisive, I just don't sign up at all. I'm just like, uh, I'll, I'll wait and see if that's what I want to do. I just, mm. That's probably smarter because you're not throwing away as much money as I am. <laughs> Only because I don't have any money to throw away. <laughs> so... Yeah. yeah. And and as far as Sugarloaf go, like I, I registered for Sugarloaf because I didn't want, basically, I don't, I'm not 100% that I'm going to do a spring marathon. I'm definitely going to be running and training at least for a half. And I don't even know that I want to do Sugarloaf, but I at least want to have the option so that like when I decide <laughs> that it's not already sold out. So I just don't want to run into what happened last year. So, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to do Sugar Wolf, but at least I have the option because I am signed up for it. <sighs> well, you wouldn't have to start training till February for a 16-week training plan. So you have a couple months to decide. I would definitely start way before February because run for the borders in March. And I would want to incorporate that in my training. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> This is what you do to yourself. This is why you get burnt out because you're like, I'm going to like train for 20 weeks for a race, 30 weeks. No, not at all. I'm thinking, I'm like, is it really, it's not 20 weeks. But what I'm saying is like, I want to be up for the distance before run for the border. Run for the border is like the fastest half marathon in New England. If there's any way that I can run a fast half, that's a great course to run one on. So, I mean... Is that one the middle of March, too? Well, it's the last weekend in March. Okay, so the 25th. Yeah. So or it's 24th. Yeah, it's, it's a point-to-point point all along the beach. There's usually a tailwind. It's cool. <laughs> um, and it's, it's flatter than Rockfest, which is super flat. So, yeah, I mean, Run for the Border is my... I don't know what you call it. It's... Yeah. I got to do run for the border. I feel that way about my half. I missed this last weekend, which was the one I did my full at. So I've run, run the half and then run the full. And I was going to run the half again. But then my knee, everything happened and I dropped out. Yeah. So I was like, mm. and it's been, I haven't, I've run that race two years in a row and I like it. Nobody else around here likes it, but I do. I mean, it's it's a major half around here, but it a lot of it takes place on the Greenway, which we run for free all the time. Right. So it's kind of like you're paying to run what you can normally run for free. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you know the course inside and out. Yeah. Yes. And that's why I like it, because I know it. I know it's safe mostly and everything. And it's yeah. out and back, so you get to see people pretty much the whole way. But I can see why people would be like, mm, I'm not running that race. Good. More race for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. <laughs> More race for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think that conclusively decides, well, pretty conclusively decides what we're going to be up to next year. Um, in the meantime, there may be races you might you might do a 5k this weekend. 
you know, there's always the option of turkey trots. And I never want to rule out the Santa Hustle half marathon at the end of November, even though I'm not in any shape to run a half marathon. (laughs) I like to keep my options open. So you never know when I might just jump into a race. So there may be a show again in 2017, but there definitely will be one in 2018. (laughs) So we'll say that. Okay. 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 (laughs) I like that. That works for me. Cool. All right. Well, do you want to move along to Run a Girl Recommends? Yeah. Okay. My recommend this week is going along with what I've been doing lately. So it is the Strong Lifts 5x5 app. And this is a great app. I probably have recommended it before because I know I've used it before and I love it. And it's basically to keep track of the workout. So if you are doing, I don't even know if anybody else listening to this is doing Strong Lifts program. But if you're interested in it, the app is a great way to get started. It's a very clean user interface. It just shows shows your workout for each day in a simple format. It shows how many sets sets you have to do and what weight you need to lift. So if you're starting with just the 45 pound bar, that'll be your first workout and then it will bump you up for your next workout, tell you, you know, how much weight to add on. So it works you progressively each day you're adding weight and you're lifting more and it gives you a rest timer to tell you when to rest and if you need more rest or not, that's incorporated into the program. So it's a really great app and I like that it just tells me what I need to do like I don't need to think about it I don't need to sit down and do any math in my head I don't need to remember anything I just open up my app every time I do a rep I just hit the little five for the five by five oh oh crap I just I just hit it while I'm talking about it and now it's like failure is part of the game wait no I didn't fail don't ruin my workout (laughs) Um, so I gotta I gotta delete that but it's really easy to use and another cool thing is that it has, it shows your history, it shows your progress. So after you've logged a few workouts, it'll show how much your lifts are improving. And it also shows you videos. So for each exercise that you do, as I said, there's only five of them, but it shows you how to do each one with proper form. So what I did is I went to the gym with the app and while I was getting in my 30 minutes on the bike, I just watched the video showing how to do the exercises. And so that way, like as soon as I got off the bike and went over to the bar, I knew exactly what I needed to do. But if you forget, all the videos are right there so you can play them. Um, fortunately, my my gym has uh, free Wi-Fi. So, I mean, it's not even, it's not a problem at all streaming the videos. So it doesn't use my data or anything. So I just love it that the app is super helpful and that it has the videos. It explains thoroughly how to do each one and the interface is really great. And I definitely recommend it if you are interested in weightlifting and don't know where to start. This is a great app to use and very helpful. So Megan, what is your recommend? My recommend this week is something I have recommended before but they've added a new feature that's pretty cool. So I'm recommending Stridebox because I'm still getting my monthly and I like it, but they just added a feature where you can get gear as an add-on every month, usually really reduced. So 
Last month, I got my Momentum Jewelry bracelet at about half off. And they just add it onto your stride box and it comes with your stride box with free shipping. This month, they're doing like a headband, which you get at just about half off as well. Mm. And you can just, you pay for it with your stride box subscription. You kind of have to log in and do it separate, but they'll ship it with it. And so you can get it as part of Stridebox, and it's a special deal they're doing with these companies. So what do you typically get in your Stridebox, like in the normal box? I get usually, here, let me open up the one I got this month, and I'll be able to say. I know there's always some kind of fuel for running. Usually, um, sometimes I've gotten new gel flavors that Goo is trying out before they kind of become on the market. Ooh. So I got my wrap that I paid for, and then I got an Ace bandage wrap, like a stretch wrap. I got a pop socket. What's a pop socket? Like it goes on the back of your phone, and it's easy for holding it. So it kind of pops out. It expands. I got sword endurance drink mix. It always comes with a cool sticker. This one, you'll like, Sue, says, difficult roads often lead to beautiful destinations. Aww. I got a sample of base electrolyte salt, base performance bars, and then two things of Tom's sports detergent. So you got kind of get oh, quite a lot in there. Yeah, and that's only $15. That is cool. And I know you've recommended stuff that you've got from your stride box before. Mm-hmm. I pretty much, sometimes they send weird stuff, which is not the box's fault. It's just stuff I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like one time they sent coconut chips or something, and I hate coconut. So, (laughs) (laughs) which is not the fault of the company. It's just I don't like coconut. And usually they'll send two, um, you get a card in there every month now with a recipe on one side for something healthy ish. Mm -hmm. Like this month's recipe is vegan pumpkin spice latte smoothie. Ooh. And then on the back is a workout lower body post run cool down. And it gives you the details of what to do. That's handy. And sometimes they'll do other workouts or anything. This one is five minutes of walking or jogging intervals. And then a heel stretch, a hamstring stretch, a calf stretch, and a forward fold pose. Your basic post-run stretches. Mm Mm-hmm. Very cool. I like it. I'm not like a subscription box type person. I like the idea of it, but I don't like the idea of paying money for something that I may or may not like. <laughs> I guess because it, it really, it's like a grab bag, you know? So yeah. for me, it's like, yeah, what if I get a bunch of crap? I mean, it does. It sounds like it's not a bunch of crap. Yes, yeah, Stridebox, some subscription boxes are like that. I like the surprise, and I don't have to go pick all this stuff out. It's come helpful when I need, like, pre-race fuel, mm-hmm. and it's recommended some stuff that I probably wouldn't have tried on my own. Right. Like I never would have gone into a store and picked that out just because what if it sucks and I spent money on it? Because I have tried stuff before from them that I just personally didn't like. And I would have been mad if I had spent money on it. But overall, it's nice. And for the price, $15 with free shipping is what I pay. But I've been a subscriber for a year and a half or two years. So I don't know if the price has gone up for other subscribers Mm -hmm. but it's still a pretty good deal for stuff that i like it is still 15 dollars per month okay cool and then with this add-on if i like something i can get it half off i was like cool 
So it's my go-to kind of running cool stuff. Cool. Body care, skin care, hygiene, running gear, accessories, motivation, recipes, and more. Yeah. Sometimes they put, um, I've gotten sunscreen in there, samples of some body glide stuff, lip balm with SPF in it. I got a water bottle last month or the month before. Oh, and you can, they do gift subscriptions too, so you can send one to somebody else for like one month, three months, or six months. That's cool too. I like it. Stride box. All right. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. Our Runner Girl of the Week this week is Marissa Henderson, and she ran a long run of nine miles this morning. And she hit a bunch of Strava segment PRs on it. So I was proud of her. She did awesome. And she's been killing it. She's been consistently running. And she's getting a lot of mileage in. This week, she ran 28 miles this week. Awesome. Yeah, I like how um, when you go to her Strava page, you can see, like, it shows, like, kind of a calendar for, like, the la- her last four weeks of running or whatever, and you see, mm-hmm. like, how consistent she is every week. It's yep. pretty good. Awesome job, Marissa. And we choose our Run a Girl of the Week from our Daily Mile Smash Run Strava feeds and our Facebook page, and you can share your run on any of those sites or email us whatever we'll take it any way we can get it and uh, you could possibly be a future run a girl all of our links are on the sidebar of our website runagirlspodcast.com oh did i mention the hotline i didn't mention that yet so don't have a show coming out next week we don't have anything planned but we do have a few calls to the Runner Girls hotline, which I don't know if anybody remembers that we have that. The number is 207-200-3297. So I know we got people who have their fall races coming up or going on right now. So if you want to tell us about your fall race, call into the hotline because we love to hear how everybody's doing. You know, we, we got to talk to a few people this year and, and I'm definitely curious, you know, how things are working out for them. I know um, Jennifer Thiel just ran her first marathon. So super excited for her and for everybody that's got marathons coming up or any race. Call us and let us know how it goes. 207-200-3297. So should have a hotline episode coming out soon. And that brings us to the end of the show. And the quote that I found that worked for me this week was, do something uncomfortable today. By stepping out of your box, you don't have to settle for what you are. You get to create who you want to become. So, obviously, I've been going through some changes lately. Um, I'm becoming a young woman now. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I'm like <laughs> I know. <laughs> Things, my life's been in, in upheaval this year. But it feels like, you know, it's kind of been that way for everybody. So, this just, it felt accurate. Get, do something uncomfortable and you can you can create what you want to be now. You don't have to stay in some box that you've defined for yourself through what you've done for the past few years. You can be a new person um, or a better version of who you are or whatever you want. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> 
can you tell I'm libertarian? Just everybody, just go live your life and have fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's it for episode 13 of season six. Join us next time when one or both of us will have a race recap to share. If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.